1: Chumba. chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: this podcast is brought to you by
2: no one stroll crosses the line and he does go pole 147.7 Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career he
1: said he one he one
2: yes boys
0: <laughs> let's go Let's go! (laughs) Yes! Brad, I want to hear you
1: say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say
0: it! (laughs) That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go!
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the main pimp. The only man that finds pimping easy, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go.
0: Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well... That time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Ferme show. Here is your host,
2: Caldy. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze. Caldy, aka the Cordopotamus. And as I lurk near the watering hole, I sit back and search through the murky waters to find all the Formula 1 news to share with you today. Oh my god. Not again. Alright, I'm so sorry guys. I, I should have put my Nokia 3210 on silent. Hello. Yes. Yes, this is he. You have my firm, mate, And you aren't going to release it unless you're allowed to park it on up in there? Oh, <laughs> look. Don't wait. Just park it on up in there as it is the Park It In My Fairmate show, the F1 comedy show that talks all the news, opinions, discussions, results, love triangles, triple headers, Kelly PK and more. But as we are here with episode 49 and I'm so excited for today's show as we get ready for the Styrian Grand Prix in Austria. But if you've missed out on any of the previous 48 episodes, don't be down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Go to the best-looking website on the entire internet, better than Google, YouTube, Pornhub, UG's, SpankWire, RedTube, and more. It's the ParkerToMyFamily.com page, the site allowing you to download every single episode ever made. But yet, look down at that listening device of yours right now. You see that subscribe and follow button? I want you to gently caress the, and rub that button with the tip. Of your finger. Social yeah, you better believe I've got them. Facebook, Insta, Twitter, outparking to my mate. But today, it's a monstrous, huge, colossus show we have for you. Especially plucked from the ripeness of the tree with the dangling flutes of Formula 1. We are going to start with Hamilton's contract talks. Is it that time of year again already? Why the W Series is setting women back rather than helping them and of course the top five things that will be happening this weekend but before we do any of that let's relax let's unwind and then get fired up again grab yourself some tequila from the top shelf and enjoy the show because we're gonna have to start with the news 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 news, news. Coldy. Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news It's the pimp news, pimp news Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news Pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now Pocket in my Ferme, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah That is right, it is pimp news time, whistle man Do your thing Only a couple of bits of news to go through today We're going to start with Silverstone The British Grand Prix coming up not far away at all but it looks like they're going to allow their event to be at full capacity. It looks like they're going to be allowing their event to be at full capacity. It is fantastic news that Silverstone will be at full capacity event, said Formula One Chief Executive Stefano Domenicali. It will be an incredible weekend with hundreds of thousands of fans being there to see our first ever sprint event On the Saturday and the main event on the Sunday. Here's what Hamilton had to say about that. He said he's kind of split. But I turned on the news this morning and have been watching it these past few days. And no, UK rates have increased, talking about the COVID, since people are loosening up a bit. And not everyone is vaccinated. I do worry about people, but I read that vaccinations are good. There's less people being in hospital. I don't know. It feels a bit premature to me, and it's not my place if people go there. I hope we learn something from it, and everyone stays safe, keeps their masks on. Yeah, right. Continues to wash their hands and wear those masks, particularly when you're in those big crowds. Now that's that's the problem. They are loosening these events. Uh, it's not just the UK. It's ha- it's happening with sport everywhere. A lot of the the I'm watching a lot of the NBA playoffs at the moment. The crowds are coming back in. You know, All all the footy that's happening here in Australia as well The big crowds are now coming back out No one's wearing masks Or if they are wearing masks They're not wearing them properly Either leaving their mouth exposed Or not covering their nose as well All kinds of crap like that And I think it is a bit silly I mean I understand it's a money maker You want to get fans there Otherwise it doesn't look as good The aesthetics on TV aren't as good The FIA don't give a crap It's not their people dying But when the average over the past seven days of coronavirus infections in the UK is 11,151, and yesterday, on June 23rd, it was 15,882, I think maybe, I, I don't know, maybe we're not in the right place right now, yeah? Anyway, moving on. FIA to slow down pit stops from the Hungarian Grand Prix in Budapest. Pit stops are too quick, the FIA thinks. They believe the pit stops are happening quicker than what they could do if that was up to human reactions rather than sense reactions. The sensors used during a pit stop are meant to be used in a passive capacity, but the FIA feel teams relying on these rather than using them as a guide. The quote is, Devices which are used to fit or remove wheel fasteners may only be powered by compressed air or nitrogen. Any sensor systems may only act passively. Therefore, in a note sent to all F1 teams ahead of the Austrian Grand Prix, it is said that from the Budapest race in August, team pit stop procedures must have a tolerance built in that allows for human reaction times in signalling. Why? No, 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 but why? Why if I... Is this a safety thing? I'm sorry, how many issues have we had with pit stops that weren't, like, in the last... Well, when when did refuelling end? Fifteen years ago, probably a little bit less than that. But since that's ended, what incidences have we had in the pit stops? One person broke their leg because a driver ran into them. But that's not gonna—that's got nothing to do with sensors. So why not use technology, embrace technology, and rely on technology to help with these things? The FIA is so barbaric, so stuck in the past most of the time. Please, for once, please embrace technology. Move forward. But that's going to be it for the news. What do you guys think? Head over to the socials at... Park in my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide into the DMs. I'll be there, arms wide open, ready to catch you. Ready to make sure you don't hurt yourself on the way down. Let me know your thoughts on that. Should the... Are the FIA right? Saying that teams aren't allowed to rely on these things and it has to be human... Sort of reactions or reactiveness Rather than the sensory Data Helping them assist with pit stops And what about the COVID situation I've got a lot of listeners in the UK Let me know Do you guys feel that things are under control there Do you guys think we should wait just a little bit longer I mean in Australia we have You know Occasionally I think we're getting We're still like single digits a day sort of thing Well under you know 25 cases a day So just, just think about it, just slow things down. But that's it for the news. (laughs) Awesome mate!
0: Scenario 12! Scenario 12! (laughs) Holy
2: mac and cheese balls. That's another podium. (laughs) Awesome mate, awesome. We went through this roller coaster last year. Actually, it may have even been earlier this year. We're all set to do it again now. And it wasn't a fun roller coaster. This time starting a lot earlier than previously. One of the exciting things that make Formula 1 what it is is that we all think we can do it. There are only an elite few that actually can. The reason why we are we weren't all tuning in and watching that Red Bull airplane, you know, aerodynamics Aero aer- aer- aerobics sort of races that they do and they are incredible but we don't we don't travel to the grounds in hundreds and thousands to attend those events there aren't millions tuning in and it's because we all can't fly a plane, we know that only pilots can fly a plane so we don't know what that experience is like to actually fly one you know, we cannot relate but a lot of us can relate to driving a car We know the feeling of speeding a little bit too much, being caught in traffic, overtaking a car, hitting the apex just right. hardly any of us can relate to what driving an actual F1 car is. There are 20 drivers competing for the championship, so if we are good at the sport, teams are gonna bend over backwards and try and get you into those teams. It's a moneymaker, they need the best drivers and the best teams to get the best results part of F1 that happens every year is the drivers seats musical chairs where drivers chop and change teams in F2 and reserve drivers are brought in to the F1 teams just so that teams can get a winning formula and compete for a championship it goes without saying that the best drivers in the last decade maybe of all time is Sir Lewis Hamilton the man is fucking knighted while still competing in the sport how often does that happen and once again his contract is up at the end of the season Both he and Mercedes have started negotiations on the next deal, hopefully getting that in place well before the end of the season. He said, we have begun discussions. That's what Hamilton told reporters at the Styrian Grand Prix in Austria. Not a lot to say, too much on it, but we have had a discussion and things are looking positive. So let's look at the things to consider for Hamilton, from his point of view, with why he needs to re-sign. The man has achieved everything, winning the most races ever, about to win race number 100, had sex with a pussycat doll, is the greatest driver of all time probably, and it's with that word probably, that is keeping Hamilton in the sport. We know he wants to go off and sing some songs, travel, save the planet, he is dead set going to become a real life Captain Planet after his time in F1 finishes, but he has won 7 world driving championships. Michael Schumacher is also 1-7. And it comes down to one simple thing. If Hamilton wins championship number eight, he retires. And the reason why talks have started so soon is because I don't think it's going to be that clear and easy for them to win this season. Not as easy as it has been in the previous four. Verstappen looks good. Like, really, really good out there. Like Kelly PK good. The Red Bull car looks Incredible. And with the uncertainty of next year's regulations and how it will affect the car, Hamilton would much rather get the win this year, ride off into the sunset, and not risk being in a dodgy car next year, being lapped by Nikita Mazepin in a hustle or something similar to that. But that's not even the worst of it. What is? Mercedes are still. What, what if they're still dominant next year? That's also a problem. You know, what would that be perfect for Hamilton if Mercedes was still dominant with the regulations changed? No, it wouldn't be. You're wrong. The thing unique to F1 is that there are two of the same car on the track. Mercedes will have another car out there. Just as quick, just as dominant and just as able to beat Lewis in his Mercedes. Now the question remains that pops up in Lewis's head. Will Valtteri, the timid, passive, happy to play second fiddle whether he likes it or not. Will he be there next year? Not bloody likely. I have a better chance of betting Jessica Raubert than Valtteri has of retaining that drive in 2022. Jessica, if you're a fan of the show, hit me up. At am in my mail on the socials. So it looks like George Russell is the likely replacement. Either that or Stoffel Van Dorn. Probably George Russell. But does Hamilton really want to race and be challenged by Mr. Saturday? The shirtless wonder on Instagram. Here's what Hamilton had to say, Valtteri is my teammate now and both of us had ups and downs in our careers. I think he's a fantastic teammate. He bloody well is. And I don't necessarily see that it needs to change. Of course he said that. You don't want to be challenged if you don't have to. Driving an F1 car is really, really, really hard. Why add more difficulty to it? If George Russell comes along in 2022 and he starts beating you in races... You know, is that going to leave a little smudge on your legacy? Are we now going to sit back and go, well, hold on. Is Hamilton that great? Because we put someone else in the exact same car and now Hamilton's getting pantsed. So because of that, I don't see the contract talks being that quick. Yes, they've started them now, but it's going to take a few months so that Lewis Hamilton has a clearer picture of whether or not he is winning a championship this season. If he wins this season, he's done. If he loses, he'll be back to try and get number eight. So we can definitively say Sir Lewis Hamilton is the greatest driver ever seen in Formula One. We can fuck that probably right off. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix! Oh my, oh my! Is that just wonderful! Oh my god! What did you
1: do? What did
2: you do? Did you?
1: Do it? you did it. Oh my god! Oh my god guys, we did it again! Oh my god, yes!
2: B1 game! one We just won the race. Alright guys. So uh Yeah. How, how's everybody enjoying the show? This is the uh, the usual segment of the show where I just just have a little chat. Nothing, sus, nothing, uh, nothing going on here. Nothing going on. Oh, oh what? Oh, phone call. Oh, that's odd. Okay. Hello. Yes, yes, this is he. Oh, Valtteri, Valtteri Bottas. Yes, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Yes, uh, what what can I do? You know, I'm recording the show right now. What's that? Number 1 show on the podcast store. Oh my god. Yeah, you know the fans can hear you. Okay, Valtteri, I can't, you too, you too, guy. Number one and I'm handsome. And I've got a better ass than you and and uh, that was my ass on drive to the survivors stunt double. <laughs> oh, he's got Jace. Yes. What what can I do for you, Valtteri? Yes? You want Hamilton to fuck off? You you deserve to be driving number 1. Hey, hey, hey. All right, hey, stop it. Don't swear, don't swear. Okay, have another Heineken. Have another Heineken. Hey, get ready for the race this weekend. I've got episode number 50 coming up on Tuesday. All right, next week. I'm going to let you on. You want to sing a song. Okay. All right. All right, Valter. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, love you too. Yes, yes, I love you. Okay, bye. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, did you just hear it here first? Valtteri Bottas on the show next week, singing a song, episode 50. Not happy about Hamilton and the contract talks. Very interesting indeed. Okay, so the W Series is about to kick off this weekend in Austria. For those of you that aren't aware, the W Series is a women's only motorsport competition that consists of eight rounds and will be the support races, I think for all eight, maybe only seven, of the weekends of the F1 calendar. The season kicks off this weekend before the Styrian GP, but I don't think it should. In fact, I don't think the W series should exist at all. Okay, listen here. One of my favorite comedians ever is Bill Byrd. Now, his formula for comedy is quite simple and very, very effective. If you don't know his style of humor, YouTube it. You're welcome. It'll be the greatest YouTube wormhole video vortex you jump into ever. But the way he tells his bits, it, it is... He's willing to make a statement that is universally unpopular. And then, through hilarious observations, convince you that his statement's actually correct. So I'm going to play one of his bits on Michelle Obama. Now, this isn't a political piece. It's just humour. Please enjoy it.
1: So, I'm sick of Obama's wife. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't some Republican rant either. It's just kind of first ladies in general. You know, I don't know what it is. All throughout my life, with each presidency, like these first ladies, they've just gotten more and more like, like, uh, like chatty, you know? More and more chiming in, like leaning into the frame, (laughs) spitting out their ideas. It's just like, what? Well, why are you talking, right? You weren't elected. Shut up. Your husband's not running a lemonade stand here. He's running the country. You don't just chime in. Let me guess, is this considered sexist? It is, why? Well, okay, you just nodded there, lady. Let me ask you this, all right? Let's say you had a leak in your house, okay? You call a plumber up, he shows up. And he goes, yeah, I think the leak's coming from the upstairs bathroom. We need to shut it up. blah blah." Then all of a sudden, his wife walks in, who isn't a plumber. And then goes, hey, you know, I'm actually thinking, wouldn't you be like, with all due respect, shut the f*** up. I need a plumber in this moment.
2: I'm going to do the same here. I'm going to say something that isn't going to be popular. That's going to piss a few people off. But the W Series is hurting women drivers, not helping them. The W Series is setting women back decades in motor racing. The long-time listeners of the podcast, you have heard me say this over and over. So, why do I think this? Why do I think a sport that is promoting women to drive and encouraging them into the sport and to strive to be a W Series driver? Giving them a platform, why do I think that that's a horrible idea? Because to me, it's the FIA's way of saying, "Hey, look, these women are getting a little bit chatty. They want us uh, to be more inclusive. Okay, let's 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 give them smaller, slower cars, less rounds, and let them fight it out over on their little competition over there. Look at them go. I'm surprised that they've got mandatory racing suits, and they're not being made to wear bikinis or lingerie." Right now you have a ceiling on women's motorsport. If I ask die-hard racing girls around the world what they want to be when they say they want to grow up, they'll say they want to be a W Series driver. Wrong answer. These girls are settling because they don't know what they can be. They don't know what their limits are. Where in the rule book for the FIA does it say women can't drive Formula One cars? See, the trailblazers in the motoring world will be sitting back ashamed of this. Girls can't handle the big cars or the speed in which the men drive. It's dangerous. Give them their own league. Let them play with the smaller basketballs. They can't handle the larger balls in the NBA. Give them the small ones in the WNBA so they can hold it. Let them hit softballs because they're easier to hold and larger so our eyes can see it. For so long, we have had a sport that is inclusive, allowing women to drive alongside men. The equipment used can fit a woman and a man inside it. But the FIA are now wanting to push women into the W Series. What about Lella Lombardi for Williams? Started 12 races in Formula One and is the only woman to this day to ever score an F1 point. Giovanna Amati for Brabron? entered into three Grand Prix as recently as in the 90s. Even more recently than that, Susie Wolfe, wife of Toto, was a test driver for Williams and got to drive for Williams over the 2014 Silverstone British Grand Prix weekend, becoming the first woman to do so in over 22 years. So have your little W Series league that means nothing. No one cares about it. So little, so you couldn't even have a season last year because there wasn't enough money in the sport for you to run. it. If I have a daughter and for all the young girls around the world that love motorsport, I hope you strive and work towards being a Formula One driver, beating the men, scoring the points, and that women will be the true role model, not the women that have given up to play in the smaller leagues. And now, your start of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man he's a stat man, yeah, stats, uh, I'm a stat man, oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah, oh, so much stats, so many stats, I don't know if his intro is even long enough, there's that many stats, uh, stats, 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 yeah, ooh, so many stats, uh, I'm a stat man. I am. I am a stat man. Let's line it up. Look, we've been a little serious today. I don't like it. I don't like it. Tequila glasses empty. Tequila just gets me a little bit angry. That's what it is. Had the tequila today instead of the vino. Anyway, stat time. Despite being the Red Bull ring, Mercedes have dominated there in recent years, winning six of the last eight races at the circuit with Bottas winning the Austrian GP last year and Hamilton winning the Styrian GP last year by a huge 13 seconds to Bottas and a further 20 seconds to Verstappen. Now, despite Mercedes dominance here, the weekend we'll see Max Verstappen the favorite with the bookies ahead of Hamilton and Bottas. So if you're looking to make a little bit of money, maybe lean towards Mercedes. They're paying higher odds. But they've dominated at this circuit six of the last eight years. With both wins coming last year as well. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? State of the week with a little bit of a little bit of betting knowledge with it? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, but a bowl. He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Call is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, now we are coming. Hey, let's start previewing the race. We've been recording and recording and talking about all kinds of stuff. No, 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 no. We got a little Grand Prix to talk about on the weekend. Now I'm not going to preview it by breaking down session by session. I might do that in the, for the Austrian Grand Prix, but the Styrian Grand Prix, The stirrups. We're just going to go through and just talk about the top five things that are going to happen on the weekend in Cody's top five. Cody's top five things that are going to happen this weekend in Styrian Grand Prix Austria number five. It's raining men. Oh, it is raining men indeed. We are going to have wet track all weekend long. Oh, I'm excited. You excited? You excited? Yeah. Now we are going to have some wet weather. And I'm really really happy about that because it does mix things up. Now, I don't necessarily think the Austrian Grand Prix or the Styrian Grand Prix is a boring circuit. In fact, I think it's quite nice. A lot of high speed, a lot of high speed cornering, a lot of things like that. But last year, Hamilton dominated. He he beat his teammate by 13 seconds. And then it was a further 20 seconds back to Verstappen. So, if we can get it all bunched up a little bit more, then that's going to be a lot more interesting for everyone. And what makes it bunched up? Yellow flags, red flag restarts, wet weather. Which brings me on to number four in... Coldy's Top 5. Goldie's Top 5, number four. Well, Valtteri Bottas is going to crash. Now, there are three certainties in life. Death taxes, Valtteri Bottas not driving well in wet weather. Last two wet weather races, Imola this year, he was was crashed out but struggling, competing against George Russell in the P9 Williams. What about Turkey last year where he spun six times off the track, six or seven times, I think he's still there trying to turn his car around. Number four is Bottas will crash out. If there is any wet weather, he's going to struggle, and this sucks for him because he's driving for his life right now. I think the writing's on the wall anyway with Mercedes. I think he's going to be gone probably before the end of the season, definitely at the end of the season, and he'll be replaced by most likely George Russell. So that does leave a spot open at Williams. We talked about this last week, the likelihood of which team he's going to be joining. I think Alpine is a great choice as well. But Valtteri Bottas, you are out in this race this weekend. Number three on... Calde's
0: top 5.
2: Number three on Cody's Top 5 is... Williams are going to struggle? Question mark? Now, Barcelona and uh, Portugal, they're the reasons why I'm pulling this. I'm saying this because it is those types of circuits. Although the wet weather will probably help George Russell, actually, now that I think about it. But these types of tracks where it's high-speed... A lot of elevation and a lot of high-speed cornering as well. For whatever reason, these cars just can't do it. Wind picks up, and it's going to be windy. And George Russell cannot control it in the wind. Latifi went off last track in the wet. I think both Latifi and George Russell are going to be struggling in the Williams. I think Williams are going to have one of those horrible, horrible days. I Do I think Mick and uh, Nikita are going to pass them? God, no. But they're not going to even challenge the Alfa-Romas. I think, um, yeah, they're going to be... The only way that Russell will score a point this weekend is if we have, you know, eight or nine people crash out. And look, it's a wet race in Austria. There is a chance of that. But uh, that is the only way. So the Williams are going to struggle this weekend. Number two. in top five. In top five is Lando Norris is getting himself a podium. I am calling it here. I'm saying straight away, he's getting a podium. If Bottas crashes out, and all of a sudden you're going to have that Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez are going to be your one, two, three. You're going to have Lando at four, Danny Rick at five, Gasly are probably hovering around there, and I think the two Ferraris a little bit lower there. But I think, I think Lando, he drives quite well in the wet. He's scored points in every race this year. He's been top five in most of them. And when you think about that, top five in a McLaren? When there's two Mercedes and two Red Bulls ahead of you. So you are the best of the rest. Formula 1.5 champion Lando Norris. He is looking really, really good. So I'm going to say he's going to sneak that third on the podium. And now, number one in Cody's Top 5. Number one in Cody's Top 5 is Verstappen dominance. Oh, triple crown. He's getting it right now. He's going to be getting the fastest lap. He'll be getting podium. uh, He'll be getting the race win, sorry, and pole position. Max Verstappen is going to go out. He has, he's sniffing it. Oh, there's blood in the water right now and Max Verstappen is ready to chow down. Hamilton. Oh, Mercedes. Oh, you're looking weak. You're looking, Perez is having fun out there too now. Oh, it's going to be very, very delightful indeed. And I think it's going to be a Verstappen-dominant weekend. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if he goes back-to-back. But I think in the wet weather, i just got a feeling Verstappen's going to put a, pull it together, control that car. Or it could all go out the fucking window and get Lance Stroll and, and Pierre Gasly up there again. Hey, not going to hate that one bit. But that was your... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. There's going to be some... Oh, there's going to be some rain. Bottas is going to crash. Williams are going to struggle. Lando getting on the podium and Verstappen's going to dominate. So what do you guys think? Did I miss anything for this week's? Call these top five. five. I'm talking over your voiceover, man. You're too slow coming in when I hit the button. I mean, what? I mean, he's sitting right next to me. Anyway, so what do you guys think? Head over to the socials. Park it in my firm, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know if I missed any out. But I think they're the top five things that are going to be happening This weekend. Well, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Friday. Of a race weekend. So we are heading on into practice. Not long to go. Only another couple of hours away before FP1 starts from the time I've recorded this. Hopefully you'll get to listen to this in time. Make sure, if you aren't listening to this in time, that you're subscribing and following so you know as soon as the episodes are released twice a week. Don't forget next week as well, episode 50. Recapping everything that happened over the weekend. And Valtteri Bottas promised to stop by sing a little song. He's, he's not a happy man, but if especially if he crashes out this weekend, he's not going to be happy either. So make sure you come along to that one there. Follow me on the socials, at Fermate on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'll be live tweeting throughout the race as well, at ParkingMyFirmate. So if you want to get involved, if you want to see some of the stupid shit I say during a, uh, during a race, well, that's the best way to do it. But guys, bring it in. Bring it in. Closer, closer, closer. Too close, too close. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.